Hey everyone, just a quick note for this episode. I recorded it today, which is, what's the date today? August 20th, so the day after this whole thing kind of started unraveling with OnlyFans. And I just want to say um, it was supposed to be released on Sunday, but I'm going to release it now just because some news came out and you'll be able to hear my full reaction around the 46 minute mark about when I got the email that this thing, this OnlyFans is actually legitimate. So feel free to listen in. It's still a super jam packed episode that goes all into detail about the history of why this is happening. What are the major motivating factors in regards to um, the OnlyFans controversy? what we can do, some suggested platforms that we can move over into and some game plans and exit plans to get off of the OnlyFans site. So listen in and hopefully you all enjoy the episode. Any feedback, please let me know. Thanks. Welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host every single week. My name is Steph Sia, or Sia as a lot of people like to call me, or if you've seen me on stage, my name is Kimchi. I am a stripper based here in Vancouver, Canada, as well as a digital content creator. So I do have an OnlyFans, which is something we'll be talking about today. And I was a former sugar baby for a few years back in the day. So that's a little bit about me. Usually every week I bring on a different guest who is involved in the sex work industry. And that ranges from photographers to videographers, to cam girls, to porn stars, to strippers, to people that are in the kink community. We cover different fetishes, different kinks, um, pretty much every angle of sex work that you can think of. And you want to think of it as a really holistic approach to uh, sex work and understanding the type of work that is that we do. So I usually bring a guest on, but unfortunately for you, it's just going to be me this week, uh, just because there has been some controversy that has been happening lately in the OnlyFans realm. So this episode, as I'm recording it, is a couple days. I mean, it's a day after uh, the whole fiasco happened. So it's just going to be me, me talking about this. I just had a lot of questions, a lot of requests uh, for me to cover this. So it's a bonus episode. So I'm going to do my best in terms of like, trying to uncover everything that I've found um, with regards to what's happening with OnlyFans, what we can expect from the platform, what are we as sex workers to do, what's the aftermath, what caused this, what led up to this. So let's start from square one. So the topic being covered today <laughs> is obviously, if you haven't read the news, if you haven't logged into your Instagram, if you haven't logged on Twitter, is OnlyFans announcing that they're banning explicit adult content and that change is to be coming into effect on October 1st. So the day of recording right now is Friday, August 20th, <laughs> just a couple days prior to when this is gonna be released. This was announced on Thursday, August 19th. And of course, the whole sex work community is in an uproar. We're super upset. We're super frustrated because 
things like this just keep materializing and it's really really just unfair that this is happening to yet another platform so basically to kind of kind of go over what i've researched and what i've heard initially initially this article came out on bloomberg and because i don't always trust news sources i mean you should never really trust news sources <laughs> in general I was like, okay, this came out and then I was following it, following the story all throughout Twitter and more and more news and media outlets were starting to report on it and they're all pretty out there. Everything from BuzzFeed News to Gizmodo to Engadget to lots of different tech companies reporting on this. It's been huge news. Even Variety was uh, reporting it as well. So basically what I've extracted from the article that was first published in Bloomberg was that uh, nudes are going to continue to be available on the OnlyFans platform in the form of photos and videos. But what they're trying to do here is limit and ban all explicit content. So we're really going to go into why this was said and also go into the reasonings of why this is happening. So, but I mean, initial thoughts, as a sex worker, as someone who's been in this business for a long time, it's obviously, I mean, a disservice to sex workers. A lot of my civilian friends have been asking me how I'm doing, um, which has been really appreciative, but also really exhausting, uh, to be honest, because I just have had a lot of people reaching out. I love the concern that people are shedding. Thank you so much for your allyship and support. Uh, but right now, I would just say, yeah, tip your sex workers, join their OnlyFans now while you can. If you really want to support, it's really, really emotionally draining to educate the non-sex work community sometimes. But um, I'm not going to say anything that's already kind of out there. I mean, generally speaking, we're just not happy um, as sex workers. We're not happy that this is happening to OnlyFans, which is a really, really lucrative platform for so many of us. It's obviously a big disservice to sex workers. Honestly, it's been a low blow. So as you know, like OnlyFans is known for for sex work, for porn. I mean, it was built upon sex workers. And I feel like now that they've used us, they feel like they can just like kick us out and discard of us, which sucks because I feel like this happens all the time. So, I mean, this was kind of like foreshadowed I feel when celebrities and and yogis and sport sport athletes and other influencers, you know, when they started flopping to the platform over the past year or so, and yes, I'm speaking about the Bella Thorne thing. That's just one part of the equation here. Um, if you want to hear more about that controversy, I cover that in episode 38 with Saskia Kalender. So just if you need to catch up on that, I'd suggest go listening back to that episode. But um, I'm saying that this is happening again because this has happened on so many different other platforms. I think most notably this happened to the blogging platform Tumblr back in like 2018 where a very similar thing happened to that platform. So basically if you're not familiar with that, if you've never heard of Tumblr before or maybe you've just been living under a rock. <laughs> Um, they're a blogging platform and is really, really well known for like memes and gifts. And honestly, it's been like a really, really safe place for sex workers and adult, crea adult creators to come together and just have a safe space. But in 2018, as I mentioned, they actually ended up banning 
all adult content and really honestly deeming the site pretty much unsafe for sex workers to thrive uh, as well as for adult creators. So that being said, we're kind of seeing a very similar thing happening with OnlyFans and this is all in in the face if these rumored changes are to be true. So that's just a little background, a little history. I'm really, really going to dive deep in this into this because um, <laughs> there's just so many moving parts with this. A lot of people are just reacting to the headlines that was there, but I've read many of the articles that are already public and are already out there and who's been reporting on it. Uh, sidebar, most of them have not been sex workers reporting on it, FYI. Uh, journalists, this is a side tangent. Journalists, please consult with your sex workers <laughs> if you really, really want to see how we're feeling and also if you want to accurately report on it as well. But so, And sidebar, um, God, I really hate recording episodes by myself. <laughs> last time I did this was last year when I thought the podcast was going to be over. But anyways, here we are on this OnlyFans deep dive. So that's pretty much what headlines have said. And we want to know what the reasons why like why this is happening what caused this to come into effect and why now so apparently in what the articles have stated was that there have been surmounting pressures that have been coming from banks um, different financial institutions uh, payment processors like from MasterCard, which um, I'm going to have to go into a side tangent to explain this too, because again, another moving part to this fiasco was that if you want to hear a little bit of uh, background on different payments uh, and fintech options you can use safely as a sex worker, you'd want to listen to the episode 68, which is a season three opener with Adri Rose. That's also a really, really great resource and a good kind of starting point as well if you want to get into this uh, part of the topic um, for this episode. So basically going back to the payment processing fiascos. So that is really related to the OnlyFans fiasco that's happening now. So MasterCard announced uh, in April 2021, so of this year, just a couple months ago, that they were going to start making some changes to quote unquote protect their network. And that was via preventing illegal adult content. So they were making updates to their existing requirements and verification processes. And basically they wanted more requirements for websites that use MasterCard processing payment um, in their network to verify creators. And as I said, this was announced just a couple months ago in April. So what does this all mean? So the new restrictions as quoted from their website um, in order to protect their customers would be is to one have documented age and identity identity verification for all people depicted and those uploading the content so from what i gather from that they want to protect people that are that are in the content which makes sense um, and that they're of age as well that they are consenting adults not minors Okay, so I get that. Um, content review process prior to publication. I'm not exactly sure how their or what their process is going to be. I don't know if there's going to be a human involved or if it's just going to be like Instagram and Facebook where there's like some kind of algorithm or um, 
like maybe some catchwords that are banned or whatnot, or if there's like a percentage amount of skin or something that will help cut down on non-consenting uh, content. So really not sure what that review process is going to look like. Um, three, they have a complaint resolution process that addresses illegal or non-consensual content within seven business days. I'm really curious to see how this would work. I really don't know how they're going to implement that. Seven days is pretty tight, but <laughs> I'm curious to see how that would formulate. And as well as number four, they have an appeals process now for allowing any person depicted to request their content to be removed. So this all sounds pretty good, right? This all sounds pretty good in terms of like preventing illegal adult content, right? The keyword here is illegal. So uh, John Verdeshi, who is the senior vice president of MasterCard, wrote that all banks that use the MasterCard network would need to certify that the seller of adult content has effective controls in place to monitor, block, and where necessary, take down all illegal content. Again, keyword here is illegal. So what I'm asking is what happens to adult content that is legal? So why this matters is because, again, this goes back to SESTA-FOSTA, which is something that I've talked about like ad nauseum on this podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time and I'm sure you would be very familiar with what SESTA-FOSTA is. So stop the stop enabling of sex trafficking and fighting online sex trafficking act. That's what these acronyms stand for. And they are based in the USA. So these are American laws that were enacted um, within the Trump candidacy. And basically what they're doing is trying to stop human trafficking. And that is the main basis, trying to get minors off the internet and trying to stop um, minors getting involved in this kind of underage illegal content, um, which sometimes happens when they are victims of human trafficking. So that's really, really a, a small nutshell of what those acts entail. If you want to listen more about this, God, I have so many episodes. Just listen to all of season two because that was a main <laughs> a main part of season two was uh, SESTA-FOSTA. So basically, yeah, it goes back to SESTA-FOSTA. And this is really part of a broad, a broader stroke um, that goes right along with right-wing pressure groups, law and policymakers, uh, other financial institutions, so big banks. And this is to help combat human trafficking where sex workers consenting legal adults are being swept under the rug. And that's in order to combat the illegal content creators or underage minors, kids, uh, traffic victims that are out there. So that is where it's coming from. So if you're wondering, okay, why are they getting pressures from banks and all the stuff? Like what does it have to do with any of the things that are happening with OnlyFans? That is a reason why. And that is kind of like the origin of it all. So another reason too is what I've been reading as well. And what I've gathered over the past couple months um, is a move to make OnlyFans more wholesome. Or maybe that's a question. Is it a move to make OnlyFans more quote-unquote wholesome? So why I bring this up is because 
obviously, like, OnlyFans have, has had um, a mobile app, OnlyFans TV, um, which they didn't really do much to promote it, uh, to be honest. Like, I haven't really heard much of, of it until lately, until really, really recently. And that is a platform um, that lives on the OnlyFans brand, that is on the platform, their mobile app that does not actually have any nudity at all. So this app actually launched back in January of this year. And that is with, again, like little to no promotion. That's why you've probably never heard of it. And also if it's non-nude content, then why are you even on there? But anyways, this app boasts that it will not contain any nudity at all and will be available to users at no cost. So um, no nudity, you don't have to pay anything. That makes sense. Um, the app has over 800 videos from their top creators and features an unlocked section, which includes intimate conversations with Bella Thorne, Mia Khalifa, and Holly Madison. And and this is like from one of the articles I was reading about it when I was doing my initial research. And honestly, of like all these people have like reformed views of sex work and are not at all sex work inclusive at all. They have all come back and said bad things about sex work and how it reinforces, you know, victimization. And I mean, there are, again, there are cases where perhaps this might happen, but it's really just reinforcing this old narrative that we all need to be saved and like white knight syndrome and saying all and trying to reinforce all of these negative stereotypes about sex work, which I have a problem with. I mean, <laughs> we all talked about Bella Thorne's sister, who is really not sex work positive or friendly. The whole Bella Thorne fiasco, which I briefly mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Again, I have another episode dedicated to that. Go listen to it. Um, if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is, she was uh, a porn star before and has had pretty a pretty big platform post her porn success and now she's kind of reformed and is trying to educate the masses and non-sex work folk alike on the dangers of being involved in pornography and I feel like I should do a whole episode on this maybe I'll do a bonus episode on why I don't like Mia Khalifa but <laughs> that's another topic for another day and Honestly, out of the three people on here, I kind of like Holly Madison. She was an original Playboy bunny. She was Hugh Hefner's long-time girlfriend for a long time, and I find her work to be fascinating. Um, I don't know if she's non-sex work inclusive, but, I mean, since leaving the Playboy Mansion, she's spoken about her time as a Playboy bunny. But anyways, maybe I'll do this for bonus episodes some other time. <laughs> Even without a guest, I'm still going off track, so <laughs> my apologies. Um... Gosh, what else? Um, going back to the topic there too with this move or a possible motivation for OnlyFans to move towards non-nude content and trying to kind of clean up, and I want to say that in quotations, clean up their act because everyone knows OnlyFans to be, you know, that's the platform for girls who sell nude photos and videos and pornography and all that stuff. And Yes, it is. I mean, I, I use the site for that. Um, other people may not use it for that. But generally speaking, most of us sex workers do, do use it for that aspect and for our fans to connect with us and have access to us. So this whole cleansing of the website and the reputation 
could be another potential factor in terms of why this move is happening, why they're making these changes to try and ban sexually explicit material. So they're really, I mean, if this is one of, one of the rumored causes for it, um, gosh, I feel like they're really distancing themselves from sex workers, which is really upsetting and frustrating because we are the very people that have been, because we are the very people who have built up the platform and by doing this kind of move, by moving this in this direction, it's really further marginalizing and stigmatizing and victimizing our community. Once again, I just feel like it's a huge slap in the face and a total betrayal, to be honest. Um, I really, really don't like that aspect. Another reason that I've seen, and a lot of people have been messaging me about this part, which I am only seeing the same like two screenshots being circulated around this, is surrounding the topic of verification and the need for verification for creators on their site or whoever is planning to use their platform. So yes, I have heard that this change will only affect creators who are not verified. So if you are verified, then you should be fine. But then again, what happens to those who are not verified? So I'm really going to deep dive into this aspect of verification because I think it's a really important conversation to have. Basically, and this is another new change that happened to OnlyFans just really recently. Honestly, this change occurred back in June of this year. So just a couple months ago and back in June, OnlyFans made it mandatory for all creators who are using their platform to verify themselves. And I'm not talking about like a blue check mark or anything like that. We're just talking about age identification again so again this is going back to the whole minors not being on allowed on the website which makes sense because OnlyFans is an 18 plus it's an adult website so this call makes sense I guess so in terms of like preventing minors from joining the site um duplicate accounts or fake accounts and scams in in fighting that verification absolutely makes sense 100%. I don't believe minors belong on the site at all. Um, how they make their way on there, I'll go into very shortly. So back in 2021, um, back in May 2021, sorry, uh, again, in recent times, this is just a couple months ago as well, there was a lot of press on OnlyFans again. I also tweeted about it. I, th I threw in a couple stories as well on my Instagram. And it's another big scare. I really outlined that children and minors were able to sign up for the platform and were apparently selling content on the platform. And that was according to um, a BBC investigation, because as you know, OnlyFans is headquartered in uh, London in the UK. So what the article said, and you can, you're more than welcome to look this up yourself. If you just Google like BBC investigation, OnlyFans, um, kids were using fraudulent personal details to sign up for the platform so as i just mentioned OnlyFans is an 18 and up platform but the investigation revealed that kids as young as 12 years old apparently were on the platform and that the investigation outlined that kids were using uh gosh i guess i guess what they said in the article was that or in one example at least i don't know if it's for all of them but the investigation discovered that some kids were using, say, their grandmother's passport or maybe 
a parent or another guardian's personal identification or ID to sign up. And I, I suppose they were getting through that kind of loophole to be allowed onto the site. And that's why there was a huge uproar back in June and back in May. So maybe since then, since like the two, three months that we've had in between May and now, so August, maybe that's what they've been working on in terms of like getting them up to speed with having stricter verification processes. And this is really interesting to note because back then, I think, I mean, God, I've been on OnlyFans for how long now? Three years now? Three years or something. Two years now. (laughs) Gosh, it was definitely, oh yeah, two years to this day. It was around the same time I started the podcast. I also started my OnlyFans. But basically, how we used to be able to sign up for the account or sign up for, yeah, sign up for OnlyFans is that you have to take a picture of some kind of photo identification and it was just like a picture and that was pretty much it along with like your other personal details as well which is pretty standard I mean it's just like as if you're signing up for like any kind of like e-commerce website so now I am seeing that their verification process and if you've already went through this if you've already been through the verification process successfully that was kind of requested back in June. Um, It's really interesting. So, and I personally went through that verification process, but it's all brand new. So the old ways of verifying an OnlyFans, that's out of the window. So now what OnlyFans has done is that they have a new verification software that they now use, and that's involving um, a software company called Ondato that uses photo identity verification. So taken from on Dado's website, uh, to quote them there, they boast that they have completely immune, that they are completely immune to fraud and fully compliant with the latest GDPR and AML guidelines. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Um, our automated photo identity verification ensures your customer's identity is genuine and provides you only with legitimate personal data to be used without a shadow of a doubt. So this is a third party service which uses photo verification and also your phone or a camera to match those submitted in your photo identification like a passport or driver's license, etc. So OnlyFans has hired on Dado to use digital facial recognition software to age verify you and to match your face to the ID picture. So if this is the case, then yes, it absolutely matches the storyline that they would like to get minors off the website. And as I said, like, I think it's totally fine. It makes sense to me. But as I mentioned earlier, this also affects users that cannot afford to be, um, to not like re-verify their account. So another issue, and I actually wanted to do an episode on this before when the first fiasco happened back in June, but there was enough information there and not enough content to do an entire episode. But another issue is that like users in other countries, they're also getting kicked off of the platform. So I'm not talking about users that are in the UK. I'm not talking about users that are here in North America, which is like a large bulk of um, the creators that are on the site. But also I'm talking about countries where 
they have cyber sex laws or laws that ban any kind of uh, adult content creation type of thing. So what I mean by that, and I, I know of some people who are personally affected by this, some of which these people have been on the show, but basically some, some OnlyFans creators are getting banned from adult platforms, but a way that they were getting on to the website and bypassing the legislation in their country, which bans this type of content, that they were actually working through a loophole where they would sign up for OnlyFans, but base their address in a country where sex workers not, is not outlawed. So that was the thing that was happening, um, which basically, I mean, with changes like this in this forced verification process that's completely brand new, this really, really forces creators from, you know, disadvantaged countries that really cannot participate in any kind of online sex work or virtual type of sex work uh, to find other alternatives. And I have personally witnessed some of my peers and friends in the sex work community that are based in like Southeast Asia and the immense amount of stress that this has caused them, them scrambling to find other platforms and hopefully that like their fans would follow them. It's, it's really, really stressful. So in the case that like say these OnlyFans rumors are not true and they aren't going to be banning explicit content and things can just like stay the way that they have been for a little while, then I think it's great. But then if it is true where it is like banning people um, from the site or not banning people, but banning, banning explicit content for non-verified creators, I'm just curious to also wonder what's going to happen to those creators and what about their livelihood and how they run their businesses. It's really, really tricky. And I also don't want to forget that because for us that are part of the community where we can be afforded the privilege to start an OnlyFans and to host an OnlyFans as part of our work, like it really, really shows our privilege um, as well. And it's not fair for those who are also affected by this ruling. So we're going to see how this unfolds. I mean, maybe the news can change the next day <laughs> and OnlyFans will issue a statement because you know they honestly haven't officially said anything yet and I have seen like screenshots and stuff but like I don't agree I, I mean I don't agree but it's just like I don't know if I believe all of the screenshots because like I'm only just seeing like the one or two screenshots that are just being circulated like mad over all social media platforms right now so Again, there's just a lot of overwhelming information out there. So I'm really, really hoping that this episode will clear up some of the haze that's happening surrounding OnlyFans. But I mean, some questions that we have here is one, when is it, when is OnlyFans going to respond to this? When are they going, when are they going to give an official statement? I mean, that can really, really help their damage control instead of like their OnlyFans support being overwhelmed and like giving us the wrong information or poorly communicated information. Also, we're, we're also wondering, um, or at least some people on Twitter and people who reached out to me are wondering what sexually explicit would entail. So for me, sexually explicit would likely mean anything to do with any type of insertion. So any kind of content that you're making, whether it's solo content and you're inserting a finger or whatever, 
uh, toys would be part of that. Boy-girl content, obviously. Uh, yeah, as I said, like any kind of masturbation, fisting, etc. Anything that's being inserted into areas of your body, I would consider that to be explicit content. So again, this is just speculation. It's just an observation about what I think is going to happen or what that what I think that explicit content means so I mean if someone finds something official from them please please let me know <laughs> but yes I mean addressing some of the screenshots that I've seen apparently some of the OnlyFans support agents have said that nothing has changed no changes have been made officially and their acceptable use policy has not changed in any way so we'll see if that's correct in the coming hopefully days or in the coming week gosh yeah we'll just have to wait to see what happens here and what the story like how the story is going to unfold <laughs> it's been really interesting and it's kind of like a wildfire just witnessing everything um kind of go ablaze and watching our community panic and i honestly it just pains me to see everyone freaking out including myself um what we're gonna do in terms of like not having um a platform that supports sex workers completely and thoroughly so i feel it like if they're just allowing some nude pictures and nude videos like if they're trying to go classy <laughs> like a lot of the platform was built on this kind of content like we make so much money this way you know so it is causing people to kind of rethink their business, think about their platforms that they might have to go to, diversifying the platforms that they're involved in, and also like freaking out about getting their money out of OnlyFans too. I know a lot of people are fleeing the website, the platform as well. But I mean, if you, I forgot to mention when you, went through on Dado's verification process, your banking details were also reset as well because it's happened to me. I've had other um, people from the audience also be like, hey, were you able to withdraw any funds from OnlyFans? The answer is no, I have not been able to. And I've like been trying to get a hold of OnlyFans support when they only answer me every like two to three business days. And like now my case is like being escalated to one of their managers. Cause I still haven't seen like a thousand dollars go back into my account. So it's like, Oh, it's really frustrating and really, really, really annoying because for those who have had OnlyFans, but maybe they've left the account dormant for a little while, you're going to have to go re-verify. You're going to have to go through that verification process. And then telling you, it was really frustrating because it took me about five or six times to go through that process because the photos that their software tool on data verification software took were just not uh, being accepted. So just a heads up and make sure you have all the correct information there uh, for your banking information. Because again, I've been having trouble. Other people and other creators I know have been having trouble getting money out of their accounts. So FYI, um, I guess this brings us to, oh my God, I've been like talking for like half an hour. This is crazy. I'm so thirsty. I guess this brings us to the question in terms of like, what does this mean for um, providers and creators and also clients 
that are on the site. So I guess maybe I'll start off with clients because I don't want to forget about clients. Obviously, like your fan base is a huge part of the platform of your following, etc. So I think some questions that I received from clients and some comments that I've received from uh, some fans, obviously, they're really mad about that. They're concerned for us, at least the ones that I've talked to and the ones that I've conversed with on a regular basis. Um, there's also some concerns about um, PPVs or clips that clients have already paid for. Will it still be available on the platform? I don't know if that's still going to be on the platform. Honestly, like paid content DMs, like they have that specific topic really hasn't been addressed. But I mean, I would assume that it would be an affected area as well considering that these changes i mean i would assume these changes the banning on explicit 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 content would be a site-wide change not like one that can be cherry-picked in certain areas like i think it would be a whole foul sweep on that so i would assume that that might be lost at some point so fyi and i don't know if, if the users of like the creators can do anything about it i really don't know about that um, most importantly, what does this mean for sex workers? Well, it can mean like a lot of things. So some people, because of how they are branded or um, depending on the content that they place and promote on OnlyFans, I know some people are definitely going to stay. Uh, again, because nude content is still going to be allowed in photos and videos, just nothing explicit. So nothing inserting anything or anything like that so i i feel and i hear a lot of my peers wanting to leave the platform as well people are already trying to formulate plans in terms of like where they want to go next i've also had a request personally for me to get off OnlyFans, and if they if they need to follow me elsewhere then they will follow me elsewhere so yeah i mean yeah it's Either you're going to stay or you're going to go or maybe you're going to stay and you're also going to go at the same time and use time to diversify. So we're going to go, we're just going to go into a couple different options that you can do here as a sex worker. So your back is kind of covered and you have a plan because it's what, October 22 when this is going to be a release that leaves us less than a month and a half to go. So it's good to start thinking about it now in case these rumors are to be true. So Obviously, there's so many other fan sites out there. I mean, it's sex work. There's so much, so many platforms out there that we can use, right? I mean, OnlyFans is a really, really big one that we can use. But depending on what you're offering, if you're wanting something similar to OnlyFans, then I've heard of Fan Centro. I've never, and I'll just preface by saying I am one of those people that place all their eggs in a basket and just use OnlyFans solely because, I mean, I do not have enough time to nourish multiple accounts but uh yes i i don't i am not endorsing any of these ones i have never tried any of these so fyi try on your own risk and you know experiment and maybe let me know how it is but yeah we have fan centro there's also loyal fans is my girl admire me which is based in the uk um if you're more selling like videos and stuff then Maybe you'll try many vids, clip through sale, avian starts, etc. There's also other like chat sites like Sex Panther that you can also go to. Night Flirt if you're offering like sexting. 
So there's so many other options there that you can work through that you can sign up, maybe build your following there, maybe give your following a heads up that, that, Hey, like maybe I'm going to be moving over here and giving them just kind of like a head start to kind of follow you over there. I know on the client side, clients don't necessarily like going to multiple platforms to visit, um, people that they want to see on, on, um, or like whoever they are infatuated with. I don't know how to describe it, but People like don't really want to go to multiple sites. It's like, you know, I'm on my phone. I'm not, I don't really want to go on like five different apps, <laughs> you know, if I don't really have to. So it's kind of like the same way. And I understand where they're coming from. There's also, I mean, with this whole OnlyFans catastrophe exploding, there's also going to be an emergence of new, newer platforms coming out that are sex worker friendly, hopefully sex worker owned and operated organizations uh, or networks. I know there's a lot of sex worker discord groups, other sex worker friendly Facebook groups as well. Same as Reddit, although there's a lot of trolls on Reddit. So just be careful and be careful, <laughs> like tread carefully <laughs> over there. I find it can be really, really abusive, but just some other apps and networks that are coming out uh, that I've heard of or some people have recommended to me which again I've never tried any a lot of these are still in beta mode so uh, some things that you can maybe try to keep up with um, there's another platform called bliss which is UK based thank you Paul for sending that in Amoris is another one thank you shout out to Elizabeth Dell who sent that over to me via Twitter that's a sexy messaging app uh, that's currently in beta mode they're looking for more people to test it out so get on that there's also Pinksters who I've also been talking with over the past few months about um, the creation of their social platform for for sex workers so yeah lots of opportunities on the horizon Hopefully some of these will get some traction and can prove to be uh, better than OnlyFans. So we'll see. Another topic here I want to speak to, and I promise we're almost done. I cannot believe I've been almost talking for 45 minutes. Um, but diversification, and this is like super important too. And I'm the type of person that really, really likes to just focus on one platform, which some people really like to do. Some people really don't believe in that method at all because of where I am in my life and in my like current life trajectory and because I juggle sex work on a part-time basis, it's really hard for me to dedicate more time. And plus I have so many projects as podcasts, my YouTube channel, like a lot of things, in addition to my other jobs as well in vanilla work and also teaching dance. Like there's just a lot of things that are going on in my life and I don't really have time to dedicate that much on, um, thin myself out on multiple platforms so that makes it really tricky but like if you haven't diversified your portfolio now might be the time to consider that like you don't really want to put all of your eggs in a basket especially if you're doing this work full-time if you are doing this full-time I would really consider taking some time to establish yourself in different areas different platforms that are available to you do your research again I've just only listed a few that those are just a few that kind of came to mind that I hear of and also that my peers are also involved and are like very 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 much thriving on those platforms so so there's some things to consider as well and 
it's always good to have like backup basically just like backup accounts on instagram it's also good to have some other backup sites maybe they aren't as busy but in a panic like this yes it's kind of good to just have your bases covered just in case just because we don't know what's going to happen things can shut down just like that things can be taken away and that's like the last thing you want to do another thing and i probably the last thing i'll say here is considering building your own website as well this is um going to be discussed uh really briefly on a future episode um coming september actually so if you don't have your own website already for your own sex work or if you don't have the capability for e-commerce on your existing website like now is a good time to look into it as well perhaps maybe you would want to look into accepting cryptocurrency making an account there ensuring that you're open to accepting say crypto like bitcoin that is another area where people are moving towards as well and basically and if you want to hear more about crypto yes that episode is coming in september (laughs) i'm doing a whole episode of that but the point is like we really need to try to move on and uh, move in the direction of where we own our own content uh that to me should always be the goal instead of relying on different platforms i mean those are really really great too and you could cover and like touch and access a lot more of your fans that way in like mass messaging and whatnot that's really fine but i think to avoid any kind of controversies like this it's probably a good idea to try and move towards this in terms of like building your own website where you can manage your content yourself you can place videos up for sale maybe have like a locked portal that people can access once they've subscribed to your own website so that is a really really big push for that like that's kind of the route that i would go to again if i had more time (laughs) i would definitely do that and if i offered a lot more things for sale i would totally do that as well Um, But that's something to consider. Maybe even as your followings grow, as you get bigger and bigger, why not just go to your name, your stage name, your stagename.com and they can access you that way. So those are just a few things to think about. I really, really want to not spread any more moral panic. And I'm sorry if I ever did that. I just really want to be on top of the news. I want to be informed about what's going on in our community and how to protect our community, especially when this change can affect so many people. And again, it can affect the livelihood of so many sex workers. And that to me is really, really scary. So I just thought I would do an entire episode just kind of going into what's happening, why it's happening, or maybe, maybe OnlyFans will retract that statement and won't ban any adult explicit content. So we're just going to have to wait and see, but I think I've been talking enough here. I've been talking for, yeah, like 45 minutes. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope that cleared up some of the air. I mean, Again, nothing is set in stone, so maybe it didn't really do anything for you at all, but hopefully it will put some ease in your mind, uh, make you feel a bit more comfortable, uh, and also give you the time to figure out your options at this moment. 
and to see what you can do to help yourself because at the end of the day no one else is going to help you except for yourself so you got to look out for yourself look out for your platform also nourish and look out for your fans because they're the ones who's paying the bill so Okay, hang on. I just got an email from OnlyFans saying, Dear OnlyFans creator, this email is to notify you of the changes to our acceptable use policy that will go live effective October 1st. Guys, it's official. The new policy will prohibit the posting of any new content containing sexually explicit contact conduct. Content containing nudity will continue to be allowed as long as it is consistent with the policy. Existing content that does not meet the standards of the new policy will need to be removed before December 1st. So the intention is for the policy to be implemented in accordance with the above dates, but we may need to change one or more of the dates as circumstances may require. Here's a link to the new acceptable use policy. And why did the policy have to change? Due to the size and rapid growth of the OnlyFans platform, rate creators have earned $5 billion since inception. We must increasingly rely on large banking institutions and payment processors to facilitate payments between fans and creators. The new rules are necessary to comply with the requirements of these financial institutions and are the only way to ensure the long-term sustainability of OnlyFans. OnlyFans is founded as a diverse and inclusive home for all content creators, sex workers, aka, and we stand by our commitment to that mission. We will continue to support and guide all creators through these unnecessary these unnecessary through these necessary changes, making sure that all creators have a home in our platform. We look forward to continuing to provide an innovative platform for a diverse creator community. Thank you, OnlyFans team. So I have looked at their acceptable use policy. I'm going to read it out here just because there won't be any confusion. So under section, let me see here. Acceptable use policy. Ay, ay, ay. So under section 5A, shows, okay. Do not upload, post, display, or publish content on OnlyFans that shows, includes, or refers to any individual under 18 years old, which refers to individuals under 18 years old generally, or any other individual unless you've written documentation which confirms all individuals shown or included or referred to in your content are at least 18 years old. And you have a written consent from each individual to use their name or images or both. Section B, um, so we cannot post, so we cannot um, display published content or post show that shows or promotes or advertises or refers to sexually explicit conduct, which means actual or submit, <laughs> I cannot speak today, actual or simulated sexual intercourse including genital, genital, oral, genital, anal, genital, or oral, anal between persons of any sex, actual or simulated masturbation, fuck, any exhibition of the anus or genitals of any person which is extreme or offensive, that's a little vague, actual or simulated material depicting bodily fluids commonly secreted during sexual contact. Section C is, yeah, goes into some more specific things. So, unfortunately... Um, yeah, this is unfortunately, oh God, it's a reality. Uh, I'm really sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I am processing this right now because literally that email was sent to me as I was recording this. So yeah, RIP OnlyFans. Um, 
I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in this next little while. So we're just, we're going to see what happens. Thanks. That's it for this week. Don't forget to like, rate, share, review, and subscribe. Maybe write me a nice little rating or a nice review saying how helpful this was. <laughs> I would seriously, super, super appreciate that. And my Instagram is stripped by Sia as well as my personal Instagram, which is Sia Steph. And get at me on Twitter. This is the, where I get all of my information. It's super fast, super instant. My Twitter is stripped by Sia. Get at me, say hello, and I want to hear what you think about this episode. I want to hear about what you think about this whole OnlyFans thing. So get at me, and there will be brand new episodes again starting next Sunday. Bye! You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, Music by Ted D. And photography by Ian Dabern.